Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dyslexic Season 2, Episode 9. And this episode is a What Would You Do episode. What? What would you do? And if you don't recognize that, that means I'm old and you're young. And that's just that. We'll just leave it at that. I'm not going to go into any more detail. But it is a What Would You Do episode where I ask my guests what they would do. But today... <laughs> I didn't think it was that funny. <laughs> but today we're gonna have a feast of a time, a wild time, if you will, because today I am asking my guests what they would do if they were asked to head the creation of Beastly Kingdom at Animal Kingdom. Now, who is joining for me? Eh, who is joining me for such a beastly and amazing topic? Well, it's none other than the amazing Rodney. Oh my God, huh? <laughs> the fabulous chat. Hi. And winner of season one of Ultimate Imagineer, Anthony. Wow, hey. Wow, big title there. <laughs> I was a big fan of that show, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the big man on campus. Wow. <laughs> wow, he's the big man on campus. Did you hear that? <laughs> big man on campus. What move? What- what movie is that? I don't even remember. I just know, like, from the memes and crap. <laughs> no, I was, I was like, oh, it's Brady Bunch movie. That's what it was. <laughs> it was a Brady Bunch movie because Marsha was like, he's the big man on campus. And the mom was like, did you hear that? The big man on campus. <laughs> Gosh, I love those white people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And then there's me. Welcome, you guys. I'm so glad to have you on the show. I am very excited to have three very creative people to come up with attraction and theming ideas for this um, once-planned land of the Animal Kingdom. And I don't think I could have picked anyone better. So thank you, guys. I'm really excited to have you guys on. Three fine. So for those of you who don't know, um, Beastly Kingdom was a planned land for Animal Kingdom at Walt Disney World. Uh, It was supposed to open in phase two of the park, uh, but budget restrictions led to uh, a choice having to to be made between Dino Land and Beastly Kingdom. And Michael Eisner went with Dino Land, you know, the best choice. Um, Because he thought Dinosaur was going to be a smash hit, and it did smash just like the meteor (laughs) of the world. Um, (laughs) But but it's a fun ride. We'll give it that. Um... But the land was uh, supposed to be in the spot where Pandora now is. So Pandora is almost a um, spiritual predecessor to Beastly Kingdom. Um, and it was, suppo- it was supposed... Wow. I'm so good at speaking. It was supposed to have a dragon-themed roller coaster, a Fantasia boat ride, and a unicorn-themed hedge maze. Um, now, with that all being said, if you want to learn more, I suggest go and check out Expedition Theme Park's... Uh, video on beastly kingdom that's where i get all my information um and just fun fact before we continue if you ever notice that dragon head on the entrance or the dragon in the logo for animal kingdom it's because of the planned dragon coaster for beastly kingdom that we never got so did we like get it but like we didn't we we did not get it at the walt disney world resort but there's the history is it uh, let's just say a very similar land opened in some uh, a very adventurous land of islands <laughs> uh, 
over at Universal. We're just gonna say that. Uh, if y'all want to learn the history and the tea on that, because it was a lot of it's a lot. Uh, again, I, I suggest doing some research or checking out Expedition Theme Park's video on it. <laughs> Messy. <laughs> Untucked has nothing on this. Um, but let's <laughs> let's go ahead and jump right in. Let's uh, start with Rodney. Rodney, what would you do if you were asked to head the design of Beast of Kingdom? Okay, so this challenge came at a really good time for me because, as Scott knows, I'm a big onward stand right now. Yay! I mean, he really is. He really is. Like I don't. I don't. I think Rodney is the number one fan of onward. Not even <laughs> onward. Barley Lightfoot. Period. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, while this isn't centered on that, I did uh, want to incorporate at least some things, you know, keep it something familiar, because, you know, IP arguments and whatever. Uh, uh, I'd I'd stay with the basic idea around it, that it's still going to be involving a lot of creatures, and I really didn't tamper with the riot ideas itself. I Mm -hmm. just changed... Um, how they're interpreted. So okay. Um, like I said, I'm here for yeah, that. That that dragon coaster, um, still the dragon coaster, but since uh, company who shall not be named uh, decided to you know espionage. Uh, <laughs> espionage. <laughs> that's the word of the day. Um. I decided to use the system that's rumored for that Universal Monsters ride in uh, Epic Universe. That's supposed to be the Kuka Arm, but it's more roller coaster. And- Is that what's rumored? Yeah. I didn't even it's, know that. Uh, Kuka Arm, but like on a roller coaster track with more roller coaster elements. I'm here for it. Um, so it would be that. It would. Um, it would be less. It wouldn't be dueling. I'm taking the dueling element out, but it would still be centered around a fight between two uh, two dragons. Uh, you know, the facade would be that that crumbled castle that we see like on the side of the concert art. If you've seen like the beastly kingdom concert art, um, you know, vines everywhere. Uh, I was thinking like maybe like on the side, Miss Keisha, the croissant, all kinds of. <laughs> Oh You're God. not my dad. So I would, I would want a castle, maybe like uh, I'm thinking a. Dec- I wouldn't. It wouldn't necessarily be like ground level. I really want to do uh, forced perspective here. Maybe like a dragon's den under the uh, decrepit castle. Yeah. Ooh, decrepit castle. That's a good dragon. <laughs> oh, slay all the dragons. Slay, <laughs> slay the dragon. Literally. <laughs> so you would enter um, the kind of this open, like big, just like sort of like mouthy cave, uh, or like mm-hmm. stalactites, stalagmites, whatever, um, and. Uh, you know, it's obvious that there. This is a dragon's den. You're seeing eggs everywhere, uh, bones of people that tried to come in and and you know slay this dragon. And 
As soon as you said eggs, I thought Spyro, but oh continue. <laughs> you know, it counts. You know, Spyro counts. Spyro's a dragon. Disney should just, you know, put Spyro hey, in there, but I think Universal energy. has, like... <laughs> I think Universal has, like, ties to it because, like, they used to have Crash Bandicoot around the park. But that's all another Wait, story. what? Universal used to have a Crash Bandicoot meet and greet way back Lord in the day. Um, yeah, I think uh, Universal was tied in with, like, the original games. Like, they had, like, a I think game so. studio that helped with them. I don't know, like, the full story, but I remember there being a Universal logo in front of my Spyro game as a kid. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well. Me the too. More you know. Um... So, loading, very similar to Forbidden Journey, uh, you know, that kind of uh, moving sidewalk type thing. Uh, you're, there's really not, the story's still the same. You're, you're tasked with defeating these dragons, but in the end, you're not really, it's not really, there's like somewhat of a, like conservation message around it because uh-huh. um, in the end you find out you're the evil like, one you're, and like, you're trying like, to you're, I get like, you I feel the, you like, these dragons are just like fighting to protect themselves you know because you saw the eggs in, in the queue um, in, in, very Kilimanjaro very, to, oh, very. you know one point that's exactly what I was thinking about too because you know the whole poacher thing in the end and the elephant which really was out there by the way, I have to throw this out there. Kilimanjaro Safari used to be like a legit, like almost thrill attraction at the end because there was like a high speed chase with a car, and there were like poachers, and you were like going super right. fast through these things of like mud and water and splashing everywhere. Like it was a whole, it was a whole thing. So that that's kind of where that that story, that, that kind of like side story, like theme overall is. Um, you come in to slay the dragon, you realize that these two dragons are fighting because, you know, they're trying to protect their kids, like, they just laid a whole bunch of eggs, um, and, you know, you realize that these dragons just really need to be left alone. So, uh, you know, it's really just this roller coaster ride of just, like, winding in between these two dragons going at it. I wouldn't necessarily say, like, fire and ice, because I feel like that's overplayed at this point. Right, but it could still just be it's two just, dragons. It's just two dragons, like fire breathing. They <clears throat> don't need to have no like special powers or anything. Um, you know, I want to part like Elsa versus Jake Long. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's synergy. That is that, synergy. that is synergy right there. That is synergy. American Dragon, Jake Long, and basically. <laughs> so. Um, there would be a point where you like get a little too close to the eggs, and that's what like the most thrilling part would be because you're like you're moving away, you're moving away from these these eggs, you know, like yeah. you know animals get really 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 like pissed off when you could get a little too close to their territory. True. Have y'all ever been? Near oh, oh I pissed off the swan once. <laughs> I did too. They're, they're like de- they're like little demons, yep. like it's. And a peacock chase me at the zoo once. So that's a whole other thing. We won't get into that that trauma. We we we're not gonna unpack that today. Um so you you get out alive, you don't you don't kill the dragons, you exit. Yay! Uh there's a there's a peaceful resolution. Um go on your way, exit through the gift shop. Uh <laughs> dragons are friends, like, not food. Period. <laughs> So like you you would uh, go on your way maybe the gift shop would be like themed like you know how like dragons like hoard treasure like you know like uh, yes. Lord of Rings and all that 
Yeah. Oh, I'm here for that. It'll kind of be like that. Uh, Exit through the gift shop. Uh, Maybe like next to it, I was really because like maybe like a little like hedge maze or something for the kids, you know, that can't really ride it or something. Uh, Maybe like take the the whole unicorn thing because the unicorn I completely like redid. Uh, And make like a little like hedge maze, just trying to find like creatures or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, the the little uh, search for the unicorn ride track list uh, definitely want a track list ride in there oh yeah I'm here oh Um, you know you're you're just you're a group of people kind of getting into dangerous situations on the way to find this elusive creature um i want to i want to see I, I wanted a minotaur in this i really want to go for like the iconic like you know medieval times like legends uh, like minotaur medusa that kind of uh, thing. Just... like minotaur uh maybe uh what else i was thinking maybe even like mermaids uh i'm here yeah it's I'm just here. it's like a wild goose chase for this unicorn that uh like throughout, I want you to see like hints of the unicorn. Mm-hmm. So, like maybe like you'll be in. If that's not a Britney Spears hints perfume, of a unicorn. I don't know what is hints of the <laughs> unicorn. <laughs> Write that down. Send it to Britney's PR team. Yes, Pride season twenty twenty one. Period. 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 Do it. Um. So the <laughs> so for the facade, um, I it's not really facade I want it to just be a heavily wooded area that would mm-hmm. transition to an indoor area to be like a hue but it, it's you're still looking like the way I would transition it like if it's day the area would get more and more dense until it's like dark with like like uh, wooded vegetation <clears throat> because I wanted to, I want this to kind of take place during like nighttime because like, you know how Navi River Journey is like yeah, I was like thinking very like when you're walking into the building that houses Navi River Journey and Flight of Passage, you're you're going into a darker yeah. Yeah. forest. Yeah, I get. And you. it would just easily it would it just easily like transition into like an indoor like wooded area. Very et, very et. Um, okay, I think everybody on this podcast can say that we are okay with an et ish area. <laughs> We need some smells. <laughs> um, so, uh, as you're walking through the queue, you hear like crunching of leaves, and you just like might see like something like running, like like uh, something white running, but like it's a, a little too fast for you to see it. Like you want you want to get like these hints that it's there. I don't want to like outright. I don't want you to outright see it until the end. You know, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah. Um, the vehicles uh, would be themed to like this like wooden like wagon like cart thing. I don't want it to be like extra or anything. Um, <laughs> so you go on your way. Uh, you're going through like mountain tops and like over like cliffs. Um, very dangerous. Very very. Dangerous. <laughs> Obviously, this is a species that doesn't want to be found. So you know they're going to take them away. Right. Uh, to not be caught. Um, like fires like forest fires and and lava just just it's, it's just this unicorn it's not necessarily bad it's just trying to make it like it's just trying to like lead you away and keep you occupied so you don't yeah get, it's sending you on a wild right. chase so you get left alone um and 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 towards the end you do <clears throat> enter this like really like 
almost like rainbow caverns ish area. Like if you seen the concept art, like, okay, you know, where it's like standing in that like caved area. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it would be like I want it. Runaway Railway, Daisy's like dance studio. Yeah. Um, like the unicorn's magic would manipulate these cards. Um, kind of like as a reward, you know, like okay, you found me, I give up, like, and you do good, like yeah. you got through all of that. Let me give you a little something like to remember me by. And it's like a little dance. If you've ever like, if you know F Twing, I was just about to say Symbolica. Oh, as soon as you Symbolica. said that, Symbolica yes, is everything. The end of Symbolica. Um, I love that. I, 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 before we, I'm sorry, I have to say, Chad and Anthony, have, you, have either one of you ever seen Symbolica at Efteling in the in, uh, in Germany? Their, uh, I think it's where it is. Their trackless ride, right? Yeah, yeah. and it, it's so insane. Like this thing is amazing. And yeah. it, you know, like a side note, it surprises me that like everybody associates like Disney Universal as being like direct competitors. Like Efteling gives Disney a run for its money. They, they really, really do. do. They truly do. They really do. Like. If F-Tooling was out here, I guarantee you it wouldn't be a Universal versus Disney debate. Um, but yeah, very, very Symbolica-esque. Um, thrilling, but not too thrilling. I think, like, Rise of the Resistance thrilling, but without, like, the drops and all that. Uh, right. So you exit through that. Uh, you exit back into this wooded area. Very in theme. Uh, no gift shop, but you know shops around here. Uh, Fant- a bazaar. Yeah, Fantasia boat ride would stay. I want it to be like a voyage of to the Crystal Grotto <laughs> in Shanghai Disneyland, which I'm pretty sure they took element I'm de- from yeah. Fantasia and put it into there. Uh, yeah, that pretty much stays very Jungle Cruise esque. Um, very focused on like music and effects. Not really animatronics. Everything's very like stationary. If you search up "Voyage to the Crystal Grotto," that's basically what I'm going for. But a whole bunch of animation. Yeah, you got you got movement, but movement. Not, like, I think the most movement I would want is in Night uh, on Bald Mountain. I do want like a like a Chernabog scene in there because he's underrated. Um, <laughs> he he is canon. The most Disney or the most evil of the Disney villains. He is I, canon. I, How's I, that? Kingdom Keepers. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> um. So the way the hub, like the the the, the dense shopping area, would be on the side. It wouldn't be too uh too much like have too much influence on this. Uh, most shops right. are gonna be like in these like medieval canopies. Like if you think of like a little like medieval village, that would be like probably like on the other side of the land. But on the other side. I'm gonna do like a small version of New Mushroomton from Onward. Just like, just like oh, basic yeah. shops. I want the Minotaur's um, restaurant there. Uh, meet and greets. Nothing like too big. Like they're not really. They're, it's not gonna be involved. Think like almost like an Onward Midland. Like, like an Onward Midland, basically, or like a subland. <laughs> Kind of like how Avengers Campus is like a, a subland for it is basically just like a Spider-Man land and everything else. Um, right. Kind of like that, but there wouldn't be an attraction in it. Meet and greets, a couple shops, a restaurant, nothing too big. Um, I do want interactivity, maybe like, I feel like wands would be too 
if you know that I always bring up this patent because it's always intrigued me ever since Disney filed for it you know like the that system where like they were going to use gloves to simulate like powers Mm. I think so everybody thought it was going to be for Star Wars land but they never ended up using it Hmm. It was it was like everybody called it like force gloves or anything. It would be used here, like magician gloves. And you go to certain <coughs> points and like. I mean, you can definitely uh, spoilers to everybody who, if you haven't seen Onward, go watch it on Disney Plus. It's available on Disney Plus sure. now. Um, you can skip ahead if you don't want to hear this, but like, you could very you could very much easily do the uh, the stick, the magician's like staff. Oh yeah, but, like it's not a wand. It's this, staff. Like. like Anyone in it's very like it could very and then per- sell the crystals, yeah, like very personalized and yeah. be, like make it a little game. Like certain levels require you to get like this crystal, just like how that one spell required them to get like a booster. Um, right. I could definitely see them doing that, and then you know, like like activities for the kids, maybe like a je- not like a Jedi night thing, but like a night thing uh, for the kids to do, like night in training or whatever. Uh, Right. I want walk around characters in this very uh, in tune with the world. All this is mostly immersive, except the onward part that kind of takes it out of there. But it's really just a subland. Everything else, medieval village. You have these characters. You have these um, maybe like a minotaur character that walks around. Mermaids, very submarine voyage, old. I was like, I would love to have some mermaids yeah, there. That'd be really cool. Less chlorine, but. Yeah, let's chlorine. Let's save. Let's save the girls. Um, uh, just, I think you can't make a land nowadays with a Disney park without without it being immersive. Like that's just, you I know, agree. you don't want like. I mean that that that's a standard for theme parks, which is like a whole other debate. But like that's the new standard mm-hmm. for theme right. parks. So this will all be very like you're in tune with like this this generic medieval town and these woodlands and you know this looming castle that's looming over the village that like nobody talks about because there's something weird going on there um in reality it's a dragon's den and then like oh they're like i i I think i've seen a unicorn like around these parts over there and then you know not really no signage it's just you know you go at your own pace and it's it's like you're in the medieval times you're going on quests they're not rise they're quests and then Disney strikes up a deal with medieval times. Period. Synergy, synergy. <clears throat> it's, it's it's like it's like when rock and roll almost said rock and roll coaster. It's when hard. It's like when Hard Rock used to be in, in Universal. Loved that, by the way. Because <laughs> that's what I mean. The, if it tells you anything, the last time I was in Universal Studios proper, Hard Rock was still there. Nickelodeon Studios was still there. Twister, Jaws. Mike, it's Earth- been that long. <laughs> wow. It's been oh, that long here. for me, y'all. I've 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 been to, I've been to islands. Uh, I was in islands in the like mid 2010s. So like. So 20... was it before or after Wizarding World? It would be it would be after. A- right? After, after Hogsmeade. Before Diagon. Be- uh, literally like a week before Diagon oh, opened. Ooh, wow. <clears throat> Okay, I have to say this. Anthony, that was the best wow I've ever heard because it, it was exactly gave me the energy of the vine where the guy looked at wow. the girl. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, yeah, that's basically, you know, my whole spiel. 
I love that. I love the ideas. I, I like that you took what they were doing, but like mix it up yourself. Yeah. Because like when that. you have a concept that's been out there for so long and you want to redo it, you just gotta you gotta add more because people already knew what it was gonna be. Exactly. But I love that. You're Thank welcome. you. Okay. Well, now we're gonna head over to Chad. Chad, what would you do if you were asked to head? Oh goodness. Well. Gosh, I, I mean, I absolutely love all of those ideas. Um, so I would do exactly that at the end. I'm just kidding. Wow, great. Oh God, Thank sorry. you so much. Uh, plagiarism. Like that. Plagiarism. You know what? I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I mean, let's be real. There's going to yeah. be some crossovers because there's only so much you can. I mean, no, that's wrong. There is a world of things you can right. do with these with these characters but there's also like only so much you can do in a right. Disney fight yeah, I'm like when you think of like medieval stuff you think of like sword sword uh-huh. in the stone and like yeah you you think very or like the black, I feel like the black cauldron I didn't think of that but like yeah. the black cauldron you see that um, that is kind of what castle mystery mm-hmm. tour it's under the ground it's we under don't talk about her. we don't talk about her <laughs> I just actually her, saw um, a YouTube video about her um, thanks to uh, Defunct Land. <laughs> I actually um, was just browsing and came across it before I even knew about the theme of the episode tonight, what it was going to be, and it looks legit cool. I mean, I wish I could have seen it, but um, yeah, no, I uh, I definitely did like find it hard to sort of like blend the the theme of like fantasy without going too close to fantasy land in the magic kingdom and yeah. you know trying to uh right trying to make it very um animal and um, oriented you know beast type of thing um so i thought yeah um if we were gonna go with the myth with all these mythological creatures um that we're all familiar with like you know griffins phoenixes uh dragons and whatnot not so much mermaids for me only because like i don't know i i guess there's sort of an expectation with mermaids that it's going to be yeah (laughs) mermaids are people too yes exactly mermaid i said mermaid rights rights. hashtag yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but like no, I uh, I uh, every time I thought about mermaids, I would like yeah, I'd go back to you know Atlantica, this and that, and you know Ariel tie-in and uh, like right. you know, Pirates of the Caribbean, and being like uh, how almost I, I know those mermaids okay, pirates. So wait, I'm just gonna say that the did they literally take that out? Um, yeah, it's what? just gone. Okay. No, I did not know. You didn't know? It's been gone for a while. Wait, what? Mermaids? What? They're so confused. confused. It was like one of the most... Okay. In Pirates at Magic Kingdom, there used to be mermaids in the cave scenes. uh, I mean, it was projections um, into the water and they would splash and and sing that amazing siren song. Um, Jolly Sailor Bold, and you would just go through, uh, but all that is, has okay. been removed for a few years now. Actually, the projections have been gone. The projections only lasted mm-hmm. a year. The singing stayed, and the skeleton skate stayed for like maybe like five years, but like um, the projections in the water was like less than a year. I got to see it once, oh, wow. and then it was gone. 
You see, <laughs> this is why I keep him around. He gives me the fact that <laughs> I need so that y'all see, don't come for me on the internet. <laughs> they still have some of the fountains oh. in the water, though. Like every now and then, I'll see one of the yeah. fountains go off just randomly, and there's no like sound effects or anything, and it just freaks me out. And I don't <laughs> it know went why. Freak but... me out. <laughs> You know what? Like, did you see that? And they're like, what are you talking about? It was in the water. <laughs> and they're like, you're crazy. And you're like, it's there. I see it. The fountain. It's still there. But uh, yeah, they got rid of the it's projections like, really uh, early on. And yeah, I don't know I, why. They're pretty they're cool. cool like, like, honestly, it's like one of the lesser pirates movies. But like, still, like, yeah, the effects no. were neat. People love mermaid sirens. Like, you're going to draw people in with that. It's a big deal. Like, it was popular like people thought it was a really cool like effect, i'm glad so. they got rid of the skeleton but i wish they still had like yeah, the effect same. of like something in the water even if it wasn't mermaids and they just put like a shark here and there or whatever i wouldn't care like right. i just feel like that that scene is <laughs> mini jaws yeah, that scene is just so empty like you're just going through <laughs> right. like a dark thing and nothing's no, really happening no except you're looking at the because right the skull. Blue lagoon is like the preface of the pirates of the caribbean disneyland attraction which is like so detailed and it's like i mean i know we're going Yes, and they have yeah. the octopus <laughs> with the treasure. Oh my! I I loved when they put that back in. I love when they put that put that in because it just it's such an easy mm-hmm. transition now, and it makes people understand what's going on because you have that pirate with the um, uh, mirror effect mm-hmm. on it. Yeah, like people didn't get like, oh, why are we cave <sighs> and why are there like dead pirates but on one side they're like they're alive they don't really exist yeah because magical waterfalls waterfalls time traveling and hurricane pirates something and that's not just me (laughs) no but um so yeah i can't we just we just wandered into pirates territory (laughs) but like (coughs) no i actually worked at pirates of the caribbean uh about the time that they opened with all of those refurbs and stuff and i actually forgot that they did close for a while to do some more updates but um no yeah so back to back to beasley kingdom um i actually was thinking if we were going to sort of dive into the medieval realm sort of uh quest type of thing maybe not so much onward for per se but yeah like um just in immersing the uh the story of like i don't know how um goofy like is secretly like the world's biggest animal lover and he just um he discovered this like magical realm where all you know these animals thrive and so he's sort of like um I'm so here for this storyline. I love, I love that. <laughs> I, I I love that. Like he's like, I'm secretly smart. I've been right. These you know, he like he's not this whole he's time, a, so. a lovable klutz, but he's also you know very um very animal smart. You know, and earth smart. And I think this is just yeah. Oh oh heck yeah. Best Disney dad um, also. <laughs> but um just throwing that out there. yeah so he's sort of taken on this pseudo pseudo guardianship of this entire world and um we get to basically uh see him involved or like uh elements of his involvement in uh couriering cur- i don't know if that's the right word curating thank you the like curating my- mythical creatures like he's got um he's got a whole stage show where um he's he comes out wearing like these um sort of like a wizard robes or sorcerer's robes and he's like um 
he's like showing you how he was able to master his like um, special staff that gives him dominion over some of the fiercest animals in the kingdom. Like, like you know, like and I love of this course so we gotta get Donald Duck involved. Like in some way, like just sort of like as he plays the comic relief, uh, as he often of does with like a lot of the animated shorts and stuff. But no, he uh, a sort of tag team like this uh, interactive experience where it's sort of like the the Lion King show, but you know with of course mythical creatures, and it's like right up right up to the audience. You know they they're sort of. Um, like wrapped up in it um i love this now this, is, is this like a stage show well, like, like yeah a 3d um, attraction so like... i would sort of imagine this taking place in like an area of the park which is like sort of cleared or sort of open to reveal like like these mythical stone circles or whatever um sort of like you know giving you nods to uh brave with you know these ancient like monoliths and oh yeah and kind of, uh, sort of like Stonehenge but not really you know just kind of you know kind of a nod and okay. yeah so it could all it could serve as a great yeah. you know setting for a stage but also like uh, tie all these different elements in, uh, Disney worlds together but uh, yeah so of course there would be there would be attractions and I would sort of say uh, if there was like some type of village or like almost like a shire, but um, you know, these uh, buildings uh, clustered together to sort of house this um, indoor or like quote unquote underground market with like that uh, sort of houses a lot of the more tame or the docile um, animal species of this world like you know um, in one corner you've got a, a sleeping griffin um, or you know a manticore and uh, you know in the other there's like this uh, this water um, this I don't know I don't know what they're called like sort of like a water horse but like um, you know just sort of lazing around and uh, the yeah Oh, I know what you're talking yeah, about. I, 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 feel you. I don't know what that is. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't. Uh... Oh, okay. It's a horse made yeah. of kelp. Well, no, like sort and of like a, um, a whole uh, petting zoo <laughs> type of thing, you know, where it's like fun and interactive for like kids, and like yeah. you know, they can jump up and down on its on his like snoring belly or something, <clears throat> and like it shoots water out of its nose once in a while. Oh, I love that's so cute. That. I love it. I, I'm, I'm getting very, right. Like, no, exactly. Absolutely. Vibes, like, I mean, rack. very that. Like, it reminds me of this experience that I had when I was, um, I think, I, when I made a stop in on vacation in Missouri, somewhere in Missouri. There was like this wizard quest like thing, and it you basically had to go um, from level to level or room to room, whatever, and like collect these crystals or to um, release. The, uh, the sorcerer or sorceress of that world to you know and learn more about its world or their world through these cards and, and talismans or whatever it was kind of yeah it was kind of neat I don't know if they're still I want to go but if I can find any of my 
uh, collectible memorabilia. I'll let you know. Yeah. Um, so Please that do. basically that basically sums up what I have um, so far. Like, I haven't really thought much about rides. Obviously, there would be, you know, like like Rodney said, a dragon type of ride. <clears throat> like, because why not? Like some type of dark ride. Yeah. Which, um, I actually. I actually way definitely prefer like a unicorn type thing if it's going to be a dark ride for sure but um right. i also uh, it kind of leads me to my other half idea which um part of me really wanted to go with overall um and like sort of maybe talk about uh a, a kingdom hearts type of thing <sighs> Oh my gosh, you have, you my, have my So yes. like, yeah, we would consider the Heartless to be like its own species of dark creature. Oh my gosh, yes. Oh my god, I'm all for this. <laughs> Where is the papers? Like, uh, like, you know how um, playing Kingdom Hearts, you've definitely done all of the boss levels and you know that some of these can some of these beasties can get really big but they're also super cool to look at like the design. <clears throat> That's stupid. Yes, Big, giant um, like, one that keeps me the off one that I hated was like the, the jellyfish one in Monstro's like stomach. Yeah, he. I, I don't know why he hate him too. Completely blocked me up that one, but <laughs> but again, that sort of like that sort of leads you to like Donald and Goofy like being a very vital role in this attraction because you know they are the only ones who um, have experience fighting the heartless. <clears throat> Oh my gosh, this is everything. <laughs> Square Enix, get here. We need you in this meeting right now. Hey, hey we did have that one Sora meet and greet when I it did first not know came that. out. It was a weird, oh. weird one. Oh, he was there was, he a, was, there was a Sora meet and greet was a costume. for like a yeah, night. He was a costume oh, character. He wasn't a Oh my gosh, I'm so mad. <laughs> it was terrifying. It was, t- it's very like surreal. Oh, it's. <laughs> It's nope, very Bo Peepish if you've ever seen her. <laughs> oh no, no, it's worse. Bo Peep is way better than that. <laughs> now she is original, oh, Bo, original Peep. Bo Peep. No, okay, yeah, original <laughs> Bo Peep was worse. Than Sora. No. <laughs> yeah, they could no, I kind of will just point out that the last time I went to Hollywood Studios, um, when Toy Story Mania like first became super super popular and the ride in the wait time was like two hours long all day right. um yeah. like though the green the little toy uh soldiers that would walk around the queue those freaked me out and mm-hmm. it's mostly because um uh they just had the blank faces you know they had those paddle feet <laughs> that made those noises but also because their costumes were yeah. so cheap looking it looked like someone just wandered in or snuck in <laughs> wearing gardening material right sometimes oh, I, I love disney but sometimes costumes are just I, sometimes some characters are just not there for the costume. yeah i forgot i forgot about yep, their it was costumes. literally They're plastic like stapled together almost and I thought, <laughs> yeah they just have you're trying to be slick yeah and a blank face be- because now they they're, they're like face okay. characters where they have painted on like just green on their skin and they yeah. have green glasses covering their eyes so like they can actually talk and stuff but back in the day they, yeah. they had like a full like sack on yep. their face that was and, no so yeah <laughs> why why are the toy story characters so hard for this they haven't changed woody buzz or jesse since toy story 2 came they out, are they are just i'm ugly. so sorry 
They are. They are. <laughs> like, like the new Bo Peep is great. Not, I don't know why they didn't update Woody or Buzz. Like Woody, <laughs> Woody has, has these just neck. huge freaking shoulders and a gigantic like, you're all head. Neck. Yeah. <laughs> we need this. Like, we need updates, Disney. We need the updates. Where are the like, updates? Like, Buzz Lightyear isn't too bad. I think you just change his face a little bit because <laughs> his smile is weird. But, like, right. Woody and yeah. Jesse. Yep. Jesse has, and, like, no neck whatsoever. And it's just... <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be that person. I personally love the Disney on Ice versions of them where they are face characters. But they just kind of have, like, those somewhat exaggerated features I, like the makeup is made to look kind of shiny and I'm here you for know that. what I really like the Toy Story musical on the cruise lines costume that too I, that too. I think they really pulled it off and I'm like you're pulling it off everywhere else why not at the most <laughs> massive place <laughs> so that's uh that basically that's basically what I got on sort of my thing <clears throat> First off, I'm going to say, for you literally having one day to come up with this, those are absolutely amazing ideas. And Goofy mm-hmm. and Donald being around, you know, this land is everything to me. Because that, for some reason, you saying that, it yeah, just, I just like, love them so much. makes sense. It just makes sense that Goofy, it just makes sense that Goofy would, like, be this big, loving caretaker of, like, this <laughs> not, not, not a zoo. Um, <laughs> Um, just like um, just imagine creature. all of the fun like <laughs> things that they could do like uh in the queue lines and stuff in their um their signage and all this other stuff like involving having goofy involved like you know uh-huh i'm thinking very wiseacre farms like if you guys remember toontown fair like i'm thinking very wiseacre farm toontown fairish with goofy yeah, but like exactly. he's doing a good job this time <laughs> still very cartoony i love that i love that <laughs> okay and now let's move over to anthony anthony what would you do if you were asked to head beastly kingdom all right um so my idea has a lot of similarities with um rods um so um, so does mine yeah so. <laughs> okay um but I, I, I took a different approach to it because uh, at first I was just thinking, what would I do with like beastly kingdom, like creatures or whatever? But like I right. couldn't really think of anything because I kept on thinking about what they already planned with it, and I was trying to stay away from that for the <laughs> most part. Like I knew like I would have to have like dragons and crap like that because they've already invested yeah. so much in putting the dragons in the logo <laughs> and then the unicorn parking lot. But um, right. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, if we just think about it, it was it was genuinely a very well thought out very just good concept you worked <laughs> over it you know where yeah and it, it just it, it, it was a good choice i mean no that's not shade i genuinely love that that happened yeah it because it was it, it's amazing i'm not gonna go into too much detail because that's it's not one of those episodes <laughs> yeah. but like i'm just saying i i love that that happened it makes me happy uh, yeah so so i boiled it down to uh two um i guess ideals or whatever that i wanted to focus on uh the first being how does it relate to the rest of the park and the other being uh improving the park in areas that i think are lacking in the park as is today um i'm also playing with the idea that if this did open up like around the time the park opened up and pandora doesn't exist so yeah yeah so um basically so how it relates to the rest of the park you know if you think about the park in total, um, Joe Rody has been talking about the park a lot recently because the anniversary came up. So, like, he's talked about the philosophy of the park and stuff. 
And uh, one thing I want to mention is, um, is so many people are always like, why don't they put a Zootopia land in Animal Kingdom? And um, Joe Rody came out and he said, we wouldn't do that because while it is a movie with animals in it, it focuses on human problems while Animal Kingdom is all about animals and animal problems. And Period. Animal stories and stuff. So, like, while Zootopia has animals in it, it's all about the human aspect of the story so that it wouldn't fit with Animal Kingdom. So, so you know, all, the whole park is about animals, specifically animals and their story. Um, I feel like I'm repeating myself. Uh, so, with the exception of the Oasis, each and every land has the story of how humans live and coexist with animals. So, uh, D- Discovery Island's kind of, like, just a <coughs> fanciful, like, pretty version of it. It's not very, you know, deep, because it's mainly just an area for gift shops and bugs life for some reason. Uh, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Which, fun fact, is my favorite attraction in Animal Kingdom, but people get very mad at me about that. Ass. How? <laughs> okay. Like, like okay, I'm one let, of the few let... people that's offended, but even then, how is that your favorite? Why? Okay, okay, let... I will unpack this. I won't make it super long, but I have to say this. It is my favorite because it is the most unlike Disney thing that you can find at Walt Disney World, in my opinion. It is it it is intentionally frightening. It ha- it has good effects. Like I know I know the screen and stuff is not it, but like when they spray the can and it fills up the entire room, there's multiple impressive animatronics in it. Like it's 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 genuinely like we you have the amazing ending where the people are where you know where the bugs are exiting before you, right. <clears throat> like there, there's just a lot of really good effects that you don't find in any other attraction. It's super unique. It's intentionally frightening, which you don't find in any other like you know Disney attraction. Like they like play with the idea of scary, but this one was meant to have a scary section to frighten you. And honestly, it's genuine. It's genuinely pretty educational, and it kind of made me appreciate bugs more um, than I already did, because, you know, I just saw them as pests, but now I'm like, okay, knowing why they do what they do, I enjoy that, and I'm here for that. I mean, I kind of, like, I agree with all your points. I do think it's underrated, <laughs> but I wouldn't say it's my favorite. But um, um, <clears throat> since you're talking about the ending, though, this is something I found out like not too long ago, and it's my favorite part of the show. And I feel like I need to share it in some sort of platform. But if you oh, if do. you sit to the left, like towards the left, um, so we're near the exit to when you leave the show uh, after the whole ending. I guess I don't want to spoil it, but like whenever the 3D stuff ends, there's like a special <laughs> announcement. One last effect happens after right. that. Before the doors open, look to your left. And you'll notice that the exit signs remain off during the show. So when they turn on the exit signs for the um, for the do- doors to open and stuff, they have fiber optics hidden in the wall, so it looks like fireflies are flying into the exit sign, and then they slowly glow like they're no, fireflies uh, lighting it up. Oh my god! Okay, I'm so mad about this because I was literally sitting in the farthest left seat that you could be in on my last trip and I wish I would have known this. Yeah, like I was like, it was one time I went to go see the show, I was sitting towards the left and I was like done, ready to get out of the show so I can do something else. So I was like ready for the doors to open and I saw that and I like lost it because I love fiber optics and I, I think that's just, the, <laughs> it's just the cutest thing ever. And they have, they have like little lights inside of the exit signs too. So it does look like they continue on inside the sign before it fully lights up to look normal like an exit sign i'm in love with that see this is why disney just mm, love it i'm not gonna say chef's kiss because hunter from group running host called me out 
not personally, just on Twitter. He called it a lot of people, and I felt personally attacked, so I'm just not going to say it. But, <laughs> but yeah, but, I, I really love that effect. But um, anyways, uh, so my idea. So the whole, the whole park, each land, is um, how humans coexist with animals. So in Africa, you see how um, poaching can be harmful to the animals, um, mm-hmm. you know, lives, obviously. Um, Asia is more along the lines of like if you try to upset the balance of nature then it'll fight back against you where you have both deforestation and then the mythical side with the yeti um, <laughs> and then dino land is a more interesting one it shows uh, humans coex- or like not coexistence because humans we, we don't really get to see them coexist with dinosaurs right. so dino land is all about how um, humans have like culturalized dinosaurs like it's about the pop culture of dinosaurs both sides being uh because in the 90s there was a huge mm-hmm. boom of dinosaur pop culture and stuff where one side of course one side you had cute like funny dinosaurs like you would like jim henson's dinosaurs and stuff so that's chester and hester's and then great show and then you have <laughs> jurassic park being scary dinosaurs and also how beautiful they can be and the ride dinosaur also plays into that too so you know now that you say that i i guess i genuinely just didn't really think about how big dinosaurs were in the 90s and 2000s like you had land before time and you had you had like dinosaurs and dinosaurs yeah like a lot of people just say (laughs) the only reason why they built dino land was because of the movie which that is a big reason but also dinosaurs were huge whenever they were building that part they were we're back just like that was my that was my jam when i was younger John Goodman, oh, like, freaking Julia Child movie. made a cameo in there. I was like, I geeked out. And yeah, so yeah, that <laughs> genuinely terrifying movie, by the way. And also, just like the sweetest, most heartwarming ending. I loved it. Um, also, oh shout God, out yes. to okay. the uh, oatmeal with the Dinosaur eggs. Okay, sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so yeah, basically, you know, each land is about how humans live with their respective creatures of that region or, you know, time period, I guess, and stuff. So with right. Beasley Kingdom, with the concept art, we don't really get to see a lot of what they're thinking beyond the rides and stuff. So it's mainly just, oh, dragons and unicorns. But, like, I wanted to think about, okay, so, like, how would humans live with the, like, mythical creatures and stuff so like with pandora we actually kind of see that too how the humans have now made peace with the navi and they talk about how the navi and the humans are now like trying to coexist with each other and try to um respect the natural balance of everything and that's kind of what i want to see is that but instead of you know aliens we have mythical creatures so we have a little medieval village that's focused on people coexisting with animals of you know mythical animals so um uh where where was i going with this um so uh what am i thinking of oh yeah um the culture so i was thinking like what culture to do and i think i i just settled with european like i was wondering like oh should i do other mythical beasts from like different cultures like like chinese culture japanese <clears throat> stuff like that but then I, d- I decided yeah. to stick with Europe because it's the one country that's not really represented at all in Animal Kingdom. So, you know, was, you know, you got your dragons, unicorns, griffins. I should have looked up a list and I didn't. So I feel bad because I want to, like, go deeper into it and I'm not. But, 
But like, yeah, basically, I wanted it to be European culture. So let's say like kind of like a medieval village, and they're coexisting with um, the natural law of mythical creatures. So you have like all the shops and stuff have like um, you can see where like they either like have creatures in their shops. Uh, they might be selling stuff that come from creatures like in a nice way. Like let's say uh, they're selling milk from a I don't know. Um, there could be unicorns. There unicorns could be like a, milk, a brick oven with like Griffin milk, Griffin like milk, cooking your food. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. So so. Oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> But uh, Phoenix Pizza. Yeah. So so mainly there's there's three like sections that I'm thinking of. The 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 one you walk into and the one in the middle of the land is gonna be the medieval village and stuff where they're they're coexisting with animals. There's a bunch of shops and stuff like that. And in the middle there's a big gazebo like structure with a carousel. But instead of horses, it is different mythical creatures. But it all looks like yes! it's made of yes, it, yeah, yes. It yes. looks like it's made of wood and stuff. So it's it's not like a fancy one you see in Fantasyland. But it looks like something makeshift. Um, if you've ever been on the carousel mm-hmm. above it, they have like a bunch of spinning gears and stuff. And then whenever um, the ride starts, you can hear the music music slowly building up. And then whenever the ride ends, it sounds like the music machine is just falling apart on itself. Like <laughs> like something like that, where it's a very mechanical attraction, but it's kind of like carousel cell is also very underrated. I'm just it is throwing that it's out the there, the best carousel. But um, it is yeah. So it's something like that where Japan everything's like wooded and handmade looking and stuff. Um, so the reason why I want a carousel though in the middle is because one of my issues with Animal Kingdoms, which is my second ideal that I'm just going to cover each time I come to my ideas, is um, there's not a lot of smaller attractions at Animal Kingdom. Um, everything's like an e-ticket. Um, wow, you're right. Yeah, so you go to Animal Kingdom and you have Dinosaur, you have Expedition Everest, and you have the two Pandora rides and Kilimanjaro. And you're pretty much done. I know there are other rides, but no one really cares about them. No one wants to do Kali. No one wants to do It's Tough to Be a Bug. And no one wants to do anything in Dinorama. So, like, it's mainly just e-tickets. Dinorama, I defended so much because it is the best way they have fit in smaller attractions without ruining theming. Everyone's like, oh, it looks ugly. It's a fair, yada, yada, yada. But it's actually smaller flat rides that they were able to actually extensively theme and fit into the backstory without trying to bend over backwards. And I think and you know what? it's perfect. It's almost... It, I, I'll say this. I'm not a fan of it, but I understand what the story is. I understand why people get it. And, like, I can appreciate it. So, but I will say, it's almost like a play to... Sorry. It's almost like a play on, like, the smaller little roadside parks you see on your way to Disney. Yeah. But, uh, but I think it works in that because, you know, they have a way they can have smaller rides that aren't just big e-tickets. So I want Beastly Kingdom to have some more, too. So we have the carousel in the middle that kind of helps balance it out. So you have, like, a B-ticket in there. So it's not just all e-tickets that are going to have, like, over an hour wait. Right. And you can enjoy smaller things on the side. Right. Um, so I guess um, continuing on, I guess, to the... Um, I don't know. I'm just going to say, like, when you're walking into the land, on the right side, outside of the village, you'll have a glen. And that's where the slower attraction is going to be. It's going to be a boat ride, you know, featuring, let's say, the unicorn, other mythical creatures, a bit calmer that you'd see in a forest. It'll be all indoors, because one of my issues with Animal Kingdom is most of the rides are outside, so they close down in Mm -hmm. bad weather, which Florida gets a lot of. 
So if you're at Animal Kingdom and it rains, you either do dinosaur or you're going to wait two hours for one of the Pandora rides. That's it. So. <laughs> Disney, I have one thing to say. Choices. Yeah. Uh, Animal Kingdom isn't in desperate need of more indoor attractions. Um, they really need, like, maybe just a small dark ride, maybe. So I want, I want there to be an indoor boat ride where it's basically, my idea is a jungle cruise, but with mythical creatures instead of real animals. Uh, <laughs> where you do have a guide. I don't think it's going to be as like very comical and on the nose as Jungle Cruise, but you still have the personality. Um, it's going to be mainly these people that like know what the creatures are, but they're discovering it alongside with you, so it doesn't feel like like in the Jungle Cryptologist. Cruise. Cryptologist. Yeah. Where it's like it's not like in the Jungle Cruise where they where they like see this stuff every like hour or whatever. I wanted to be like, uh, right. you know, this is like like they know what it is. They're ex- experts on it, but they like you know this is like oh wow, mm. I, I don't really see this a lot and stuff like that. To where it's more like it feels like there's a bit of sense of whimsy to it. Where the Jungle Cruise, you kind of know what you're gonna see. Like I want there to be some sort of like you know like like wow, this is cool. Kind of like Hagrid's, but like definitely like calmer and Jungle Cruisey. Mm. I'm here for that. Um, to an extent, that's not okay. <laughs> um, and then my other idea for the Glen area is just a tavern. So kind of like the Manticore's Tavern, let's say from onward, but like, you know, actually back in medieval times. And um, yeah, it's like a place where adventurers go and eat. But I want the I want the food. It's going to be a quick service. And I want the food to be more like English fare, kind of like um, three, three broomsticks yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, because, because my other issue with Animal Kingdom is there isn't a lot of quick service that's just, like, normal foods, I guess. Right. There's, like, maybe three, and then the rest of the park is, like, a lot of adventurous stuff, which adventurous stuff is great, and I think Animal Kingdom is one of the best parks for food outside of Epcot. But, like, as a picky eater, there's, like, only two things I eat at Animal Kingdom. (laughs) I was waiting for you to say, I want, I want the tavern to be quick service and it's mac and cheese. Oh, I mean, we have eight spoons. Eight spoons is the best mac and cheese I've probably ever eaten in my entire life, which is great, but it's not open all the time and it really pisses me off that the only other place I could get mac and cheese in Animal Kingdom is freaking Pizza Fari. Ooh, if I y'all love don't it. know, Anthony is like I a love mac it. and cheese stand account on Instagram. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, I love theme park mac and cheese. Yeah, my brand is uh, theme park mac and cheese and now, theme park restroom. Now, just saying, um, I did not uh, really like is it's so mac good. And cheese and the three broomsticks. I'm just gonna say that. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, like, I wasn't no, going to no, say there was not... specifically going to be mac and cheese at, my, at this restaurant, but okay, if that, so, like, th- that, I, that, I, know, that nice. was, that that was like totally nice. me. <laughs> mac and cheese bar. But, uh, but I mean, <laughs> if, you, if you've ever gone to Animal Kingdom and you had the mac and cheese at Eight Spoons, mm-hmm. which is a, it's a little stand, mm-hmm. like, on Discovery Island, that is the best oh, mac and cheese I, I've ever I had. I can't wait. It is now so I have freaking good. even more to look forward to besides Pandora. <laughs> I'm so, I'm my next trip. I'm gonna be like doing it. I'm, I'm gonna be tagging you on the Instagram story, being like influencer. He influenced me to come get some mac and cheese and eight spoons. It is so good. I love it so much. <laughs> and it's sad because it's not always open. I think they only open it on um, days when the park hits like a hmm. certain like number of people visiting and stuff. So like there are some days where I go to Animal Kingdom and I'm like, oh boy, I'm gonna get some eight spoons. And then I go there and it's not open. And I'll literally just go to another park at that point. 
Like, <laughs> like if I've already ridden dinosaur and eight spoons was closed, I will leave. I've been guilty of that before. You're like, totally. there's nothing here for me. I'm gone. <laughs> Like, usually when I go to Animal Kingdom, it's just to ride Dinosaur and go to Eight Spoons. So that's why with Beastly Kingdom, I want all these stuff added to it so there's more to do for me. Because Pandora is great, but I don't want to wait for any of that stuff. And the only good thing in Satuli is the fact that it's the only restaurant in a theme park at Disney that serves Mr. Pibb. So... <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, but their balls be fire. I'm just saying. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm a picky eater, so like, I know, I, I, I don't get a lot of <laughs> enjoyment out of Animal Kingdom's food selection. So I like, it, like it is a full day park, but I can't spend a full day there without like you know having to go to Pizza Fari, which I don't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> a cosmic raise in every park. Yes, they used to have mac and cheese at Restaurantosaurus, and I don't know why they stopped serving it there, and that really upsets me because I love Restaurantosaurus aesthetically, and it like they also serve <laughs> fries, so I could get mac and cheese and fries and be the best thing ever, but they stopped serving oh, mac, and there. mac and cheese. I love mac and cheese and fries. But um, anyways, so yes, that's the Glen area of, of Beasley Kingdom. It's gonna have a quick service tavern with more English fare to it, so like there's. <laughs> Yeah, mac and cheese. So yeah. there's there, there, there's a bit more for picky eaters because because Epcot had that problem for a while too. But now they have like Eagle Regal Eagle and you know stuff like that. So it's a bit more balanced over at Epcot at this point. Agreed. But I think Animal Kingdom could use at least one more for picky eaters. Um, so that's that's the Glen, and it's mainly like I said a Jungle Cruise ride there, but indoors because you know rain. Um. So on the other side, so like if you walk in to the left, is going to be where uh, the scary one is, the dragon. So um, I, I liked the idea that you were talking about, like the dragon, um, the, the the that's going to have like a sort of like conservation story right. to it, to where like oh they're only protect, protecting their eggs and stuff. Um, I have a similar idea, but instead of like it being like you're going into like the eggs nest or whatever, is whenever you're going through the queue of the attraction in the castle, it's like a rundown abandoned castle that no one talks about or really touches and stuff. As you're going through the castle, you you can see um, like murals and like uh, remains and stuff of the former tenants of the castle. Uh, the king and the, his subjects and stuff actually hunted dragons. Oh, wow. And and so you'll see like you see murals of them actually trying to hunt down the dragons and like harvest. Oh my like, gosh, it's like a hunting lodge, but it's oh my for, god, I live yeah for, that. for like dragons and stuff. You'll might see like dragon skins laid out, kind of like a bear rug or whatever, but it's a dragon. And like they'll you'll see like dragons claws and stuff used for like weapons and cups and stuff like that. And uh, as you can tell, the dragons fought back and they uh, they took back the castle because they were, you know, tired of being killed for sport by these people. So it was kind of like nature fighting back against unfair, like, you know, yeah. hunting and stuff like that. So you're going into the castle peacefully. You're just explorers. The, all the, like, the cast members and stuff are explorers, and you're just going into the castle to try to get a glimpse of the dragon. You don't want to mess with it. You just want to see it to, like, right. actually say, I saw a dragon. But, like, as you're going throughout, you can see, like, the remains of, like, a unjust nature ecological system with the humans and the dragons, and that's why the village outside coexists with the creatures, because they know better after what happened in the castle. <coughs> um, I'm here for love this lesson. Love I love this lesson. Story. Yeah. So, um, so, for what the attraction is, I didn't want to say roller coaster because, you know, that was the original plan, and then you had dueling dragons and stuff like that. 
So yeah. um, I think this is the only like biased thing I'm really putting inside this like um, my plan for it. Um, but there there are some reasons why I'm doing this. So I am a really big fan of one type of attraction that is currently going extinct. I love special effects demonstrations. Yeah. So, oh. This is this is this is mainly oh. a universal thing. So you had like Twister, Backdraft, um, Ghostbusters, Spooktacular to extent. Disney really only did one. They did Armageddon, but the only one remaining today is Poseidon's Fury over at Islands of Adventure. So I figure. Oh my gosh, I love it so what much. What if this is a special <laughs> effects walkthrough demonstration where you're basically exploring the castle, trying to find the dragon, and then of course the big finale is a large animatronic of a dragon with a lot of fire and stuff going on. I live for this. It's almost like the uh, the Dragon Cave at Disneyland Paris, but like an extended story. Yeah, that's what I was that. thinking. It's kind of like like if you took like something from Paris, where or kind of like the studio tour in Hollywood got like full like ride adaptations in Florida. It's kind of like that. Right. Where you're taking a tiny little like thing and making a whole story about it right. so you're going through the castle you're kind of seeing like like in the queue you kind of see where things go downhill and then you'll go from room to room <sighs> with different special effects uh one idea i had i don't know whether they'd pull it off is like you're still standing in the room but you're kind of like positioned like kind of like in science fury where you're like tiered and stuff yeah yeah but um of course you're in an old castle that's like basically abandoned so there's probably going to be a lot of rats in there so someone opens something up you hear a lot of rats squeaking and then they do like the the um the like ticklers we're rats we hear the the rats rats. (laughs) but uh they'll they'll do leg leg ticklers whenever the rats get accidentally released from some sort of like box or something i have to i have to say one thing i'm and i don't mean to cut you off but my home park of holiday world um we have this old theater that uh, is not used anymore in the very front of the park. The only thing it's used for now is a uh, seasonal walkthrough. Um, fu- they call it a fun house. It's a haunted house attraction. And they had leg, t- leg ticklers in there. And I'm spoiling it for y'all because I know y'all ain't going. Um, <laughs> but I walked through. I wasn't ready. I'd never experienced those before. And when I tell you, I swear I could have grabbed onto the, rafter- the rafters of how high I jumped. My chubby ass jumped so high because those things scared the living crap out of me. They are effective. If you've ever watched Shrek 4D, uh, like at Universal, not on Netflix, during the spider scene, they do leg ticklers and like everyone jumps. I I pick up my legs during that scene. I always lift my legs during that when I know it's something I'm like, it's not today. (laughs) That's the one effect I hate. (laughs) If if there's an effect in that ride, like I'm waiting to see like a cue and then I'm just like lifting my feet up. I'm not doing it. (laughs) um so so i I, i'm gonna go on like another small tangent just to talk about like ticklers because this is another thing that popped in my head that i think deserves more praise even though you can't really respect it anymore uh so during uh honey i shrunk the audience if you guys seen that there was a scene where like i know what you're talking about a bunch of lab rats got like 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 loose and they did like ticklers then they they added like ticklers into that theater for honey i shrunk the audience so they added a lot of effects to Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. Right. Like the, the, the theater would shake whenever people would walk around and stuff like that. So whenever they brought back Captain EO, they decided to reuse a lot of the effects from Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, but sync it up to Captain EO. So the original Captain EO didn't have these effects, but the new version did. 
So for the leg ticklers, whenever the um the the guards in the palace and Captain EO came out with the whips, every time they whipped, they would do a leg tickler. And it was honestly the funniest thing ever, and I freaking loved it. Absolutely not. I don't need no Fifty Shades of Captain EO tickling my legs every time. I think that's the only time I ever was not scared of a leg tickler, and I honestly, like, want them to do it because I just thought it was the funniest thing ever that they would like <laughs> they would crack the whip on the movie and they'd do a little leg tickler <laughs> on you <laughs> oh also speaking of leg ticklers um uh Alien Encounter also had leg ticklers uh, just saying yeah yeah yes hated that as well a lot of a lot of 3D movies did it and stuff too but I think it was like I wonder how you would do that for a standing up thing and like you said the haunted <clears throat> house did it so I think it's possible um, oh yeah, it's definitely possible. Also, I think it's... other animals you want to do or in the attraction would be like maybe ravens, stuff like that, where you could have ravens flying around, they spray air at you, and I don't know, kind of oh, like yeah. the wasp. Bats. Kind of like the wasp, and it's tough to be a bug, I guess. Right. Um, yes, I, I'm, I'm here for that. Yeah, so I'm thinking like you encounter like animals that kind of like live in an abandoned ruins, uh, vultures maybe, stuff like that, I don't know. Um, but, like, fun then at the edges. The what? Like the darker creatures, like 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 kind of like, um, not more predatory, but like ones that you associate with, like you know, like dark spaces and abandoned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That too. I, I, like I said, I should have researched more creatures before this. Like I was like getting on this call, and I was like, oh crap, I forgot to look up creatures so I could elaborate. <laughs> no, but like you, you, you definitely you you painted the picture right. very well. Yeah. So like, yeah. But um. Yeah, so that's that, and then like at the uh, exit gift shop is where you probably get like the dragon and treasure stuff, like he said in his. Um, I forgot to mention one thing. So before I'm done with mine, um, so I figured uh, every sort of land, with the exception of Pandora, ties to real animals, including Dino Land, where Dino Land has like an American alligator or crocodile. I forget one of the two. And, yes. Uh, uh, by the way, pit. love that. Love that exhibit. I'm <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Crocodiles and alligators are so cool. So, so I think the I was thinking how would would you tie in a real animal to the mythical creatures and stuff? And I was thinking, well, you probably want to focus something that has a lot of European history to it, even if it doesn't originate and stuff. But um. I was thinking of kind of like a, if you've been to medi- medieval times, they do like the Falcon shows and stuff. Or, yes. I was yes. thinking that, but I was like, no, we already have bird shows at Animal Kingdom. Too many bird shows. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm scared of birds, by the way. Fun fact about me, I'm terrified of them. So so then I had the bright idea. What if, because they already kind of do it at uh, Magic Kingdom, what if they just brought out a horse or horses? And they just kind of brought them out and talked about the horse and let guests maybe, like, give the horse, like, fine with it, like, interact, like, pet it or something. But, like, they would bring out a horse and talk about how horses, like, and man coexist and stuff like that. And actually, because I don't think horses are really talked about a lot in Animal Kingdom. I don't even... You know what? I really like that idea. Because, like, I mean, horses are something, like, everyone's like, oh, I don't want a horse is. But it's like... Like, you know, where horse, did they come from? What's the history of horses? Horse, How did we domesticate horse. horses? Because at one point, they were wild. Because 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 they they have horses out at magic kingdom so they're they're fine <laughs> in disneyland they're fine being around guests and stuff so i don't think they would like you know like they would be fine i don't think you could touch them really i don't know i just threw that out there because i i wouldn't right. know exactly what you do please i'm not a horse expert don't go like anthony you don't know how these animals need to be treated <laughs> i'm like i'm just spitballing yeah yeah, but I mean, like, you could just bring the horse out and, like, like talk about it and stuff. Like, not like a show or anything, but, like, just, like, you know, like, more of, like, a talking demonstration. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, like don't make the horse perform. Yeah, bring it out and like you know, yeah, just, like, let him be majestic. Like, uh, like, hey, just well, let look him at his teeth and open up its lips or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. just let the horse be there. So you could because a lot of people just an get, animal encounter. That is yeah, true because you know it's just some people might not ever get to see a horse in their life, so they could be like, well, when I went to Disney World, I got yeah. to see a horse. I mean, here in America, they're pretty much like you can just go out into the country, right. see them in a barn or something. But well, like, like if you know, you're from like a big metropolitan area, honestly, um, if you ever, um, if you ever go, I guess to, I think it was huge. Chicago. Yeah. Um, there is a sort of science, a whole wing of the science center, like completely dedicated to farming and farm animals. Because there's a lot of kids that never really go out into the um, the rural areas, and they and they don't they don't get to interact with you know like baby chickens and piggies and cows and stuff like that. And this is a place where they learn it. So. Yeah. You know, funny enough, um, I worked with uh, I worked with uh, kids, and we took them to the state fair at one point um, because we got a special invite. And one of the sections was live animals. And I realized that these kids who grew up in a relatively rural area, like where we live, it's not a big city or anything. But it's like I realized most of them have never seen like a pig up close or a goat up close. Like they petted pigs and goats. And like they were scared, like they were terrified to like touch this pig or like I'm touch terrified a goat or to touch, touch a, a cow. And I'm like, I promise you, it's okay. They're <laughs> not gonna bite. Like that. <laughs> I just don't want them to. I'm pee sitting there. On I'm me. like, they're not gonna bite from awesome. that end at least. <laughs> but um, with my thing, I I don't think that the horses are really like mentioned a lot in Animal Kingdom at all. And like now right. that I think back onto it, I think it's almost kind of weird because like horses are like kind of like the go-to animal for a lot of people. So, because yeah. because I'm even thinking like I'm I'm not very like familiar with like conservation station. I've never went to the petting zoo setting or area because I never really cared for it. I've only been inside the building and stuff. So I enjoy it. I don't think they have a horse there, do they? <clears throat> no, it's mostly just goats and sheep. Okay, yeah. So I think, I think it's only goats and sheep. I think the most a horse has ever probably been brought up at Animal Kingdom is they've probably drawn a horse character in that animation experience and they have to talk about every animal before they draw it, so <laughs> I've never had a horse whenever I went there, but I assume there is probably, like, a Maximus drawing or something that you can do. I don't yeah. know. I, I haven't done it much, but I know, like, every character that they do do, like, I've done, like, um, Scar and TikTok Croc and maybe one other character, and they, they have, like, a whole video where it talks about that specific creature, and it's, it's really neat. I like that. And, um... Uh, yeah, there's probably a horse one, but I don't know. I think horses are very underutilized at Animal Kingdom, and I think if you had Beastly Kingdom, that's where it would be. And you could probably tie it into, like, um, explaining how um, horses tie in with unicorns and stuff, too, and crap like that. But along the lines of, like, how horses got tamed, domesticated, and then uh, their involvement within Mythos. I love that. So, yeah, uh, I think that's all I've got to say that's um my idea is how to improve animal kingdom as a whole so mac i'll stay there longer so yeah cool <laughs> more mac and cheese and more, more mac and cheese and more indoor attractions that don't have pandora weights <laughs> sorry that was really funny to me <laughs> okay i love that those are great ideas i live for that um i also live for like the very like overarching story that you have of like like not, like you still you know you can still use things from these creatures but you're not poaching them you're not killing them you're finding sustainable ways to right. live in harmony with these creatures and i i'm very here for that 
um, before I jump into my ideas, because mine aren't like super detailed, but there's, I, I have a few. Um, I do want to say something else that's under, uh, represented at Animal Kingdom that I would love is any kind of Australia section. It, you know, it's still that warmer climate. I want to see some kangaroos and wallabies and wombats you know, and, they, and all they of it. They could even like move like Finding Nemo over there too. They could. Exactly. They could move Finding Nemo. We could get rescuers down under. <laughs> Which, by the way, is a very good movie. It's very Animal Kingdom related. It's all about conservation and respecting wildlife. You know, I've never watched The Rescuers. I could just never get into it. You should watch both of them back to back. Just force yourself to do it because they're very good. But Rescuers Down Under is distinctively better. <laughs> uh, but. My idea is, oh, <laughs> Scott, what would you do if you were asked to head to Animal Kingdom? I'm glad you asked, Scott. Um, <laughs> uh, but, so, I have a couple ideas. I, I want to keep a Fantasia-themed attraction. I love that idea. Fantasia's beautiful. It's full of mythical creatures. Um, but it, it's also, like, the music's beautiful. And I was thinking something very Flight of Passage. I'm thinking, like, a Fantasia flight, where you get on one of the Pegasus... Or Pegasi, I don't know what the plural is for that. Um, you Pega get on people. one of those. <laughs> Pega people. <laughs> Pega Americans. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> you get on the back of one of those and you're, you're flying through the worlds of Fantasia. You know, you get to go, you know, a bit, you get to go through um, the dance of the hours with the crocodiles and the the elephants and the, the hippos. The and you get, to, you get to see... Huh? The plus size queen. Yes. <laughs> um, you get to see, like, uh, the, the mushroom people and the, the sugar plum fairies. And you can even tie stuff from Fantasia 2000, um, which I'm going to get there because I have a very special ending scene. But, like, you know, you could go past Bald Mountain. Um, you could um, you could fly over Noah's Ark from Fantasia 2000. Um, and obviously you're going to go over, uh, you're going to go over the fawns and the, uh, the uh, what's it called? Uh, fawns and um, the centaurs like you're gonna go through that world right. but I also really want the big climax to be with the, the woodland fairy that um, at the end of Fantasia 2000 oh, where the... she flies over and you're <laughs> flying with her and you're bringing the life back to earth and you're you get that big beautiful ending with her popping up and like you know you, you have water you have breezes you have all of it and you're flying on the back of a pegasus and I think that would be such a fun Attraction, and I want a dynamic soundtrack for this. I want every single piece from the movie meshed together in a way that I'm gonna want to stream this. <laughs> exactly, that's one thing. There's so much you could do with the Fantasia themed like attraction. And I was very, like, okay, it's very, passage, it's very but music Fantasia. based. It's very music based. Exactly, and like I, I, I think it would be beautiful to go through the the mythical worlds of Fantasia. Obviously, we're not gonna go through like. Uh, Rhapsody in Blue from Fantasia in 2000 where it's like all people and in a city but we're gonna go through like the beautiful centaur scene we're gonna go through it's like the you know aspect. yeah and like you know and like for me not only would it be 3D I, I would also like to have you know other effects like Anthony kind of inspired me with the fiber optics like the sugar plum fairies maybe we see fiber optics flying past us before they're onto the screen do you know what would be, and so do you know what would be a good substitute for this too what? So when everybody was talking about that Ministry of Magic coming out, they made a patent for a room that would like move on tracks. Yes. I think that would be really good because like maybe you could find a way to like get people out of that room too 
and you could have like dark ride elements. See, and I'm here for that, and I'm totally here for that because like they were supposed to have, you know, a Fantasia themed like uh, boat ride, which I'm totally for. But I just I think Fantasia lends itself to a somewhat more thrilling attraction, right? Because that music, that program music that they use, can really just put you into the story, and I just think it'd be really fun. It, it and really would. That may just be me, but I think it's a cool idea. Um, my next one is I have to have roller coasters. I think Animal Kingdom needs more roller coasters. I think Disney needs more roller coasters. And this is the part. <laughs> <laughs> this is the part where it was hard for me to think very Disney esque with it, but I still want this. So I'm going. I'm going to have a three three section dueling coaster. Um, and the three sections are you can either join the unicorn and their team the phoenix and their team or the dragon and their team I like that so the unicorn would be I think the unicorn I'd do very like Tron light cycle kind of esque but like launch coaster very you know very riding on the back of the unicorn very that Um, for the phoenix I would love a winged coaster and then for the dragon, it would be a being an invert, you know, where the feet dangle. Um, and all three of these coasters would interact, but they would all start in their their, their like perspective dims, yeah. like the like the unicorn would be in a very beautiful forest. The dragon would be in you know a, a cave filled with wonders and uh, treasures, and the phoenix would be in like in like this beautiful like like uh, almost like volcanic area that's full of you know, tons of like a beautiful fiber optics and uh, lighting effects for lava, but they, but they would all come together um, at different points, you know, dueling and going, it's not really a fight. It's more of like they're frolicking together and you get to interact with these other types of coasters and like fly, like, like almost in like a communal kind of area where all three of these creatures live in harmony. Right. Um, which I just think would be super fun, and also to have three different kind of coasters that we don't have at Animal Kingdom. So would it be interacting. like? Um, so would it be um, build as three different rides? Yes. Okay, um, so it's it would... not going to be like Dueling Dragons, where it's technically two rides but one queue. So it's three. Yeah, different... it, okay. it would. It, it would be three different attractions, but they all kind of tie into the same story of like how animals can live in harmony in different ecosystems. Okay. So, and, uh, so like, I guess like a lot of regional parks have like roller coasters that kind of intertwine with each other. It would be like that where they are separate coasters with their own cues and storylines or whatever, well, but they still tie in storyline, but like, but like, you know, they, they, they intertwine with each other, but they're separate attractions with different height requirements and different like locations to enter and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And like, Obviously, you can sell merchandise for whatever your favorite is. Maybe you're maybe you're full team unicorn. Maybe you're full team dragon. Maybe you're full team phoenix. Whatever, um, whatever you choose, you know you can you can get merchandise based on those. Or you know, like I, I think it'd be really cool because like you could talk. I could totally see people being like on like just Twitter or Instagram being like, you know, dyslexic hashtag team dragon or you know, um, the the theme geek hashtag team unicorn. Whatever. Right. Um, I don't know. I just I think that's kind of an interesting idea to have these three intertwining attractions that have an overarching storyline, but are three separate coasters and three different coaster types. Like it's not it's not like Dueling Dragons where it was two B and M inverts. It's like B and M invert launch coaster where you know kind of a sitting position and then a winged coaster where you're getting these different elements that none of these coasters none of these kind of coasters are at Disney. So. 
I think it'd be a really interesting concept. Love that. Um, and then my next one is I have recently become a huge fan of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, and I want a 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea attraction, um, almost similar to the one at Tokyo Disney Sea, where you're not really underwater, but like you're going through, you're seeing sea creatures, you're seeing mermaids. Um, you're see, and you know, you, we could tie in uh, regular creatures as well. We could talk about how they, how they live in harmony with you know sea turtles and other you know aquatic creatures that we don't really get a representation for at Animal Kingdom. Um, we do have an Epcot, but still. <clears throat> um, but you know, you could see like, um, you know, sea monsters and mermaids and uh, krakens and like uh, all these other mythological sea creatures that you don't. Uh, Mm-hmm. That that you don't get representation for um, in the parks anymore, um, and I just I think it'd be kind of cool to have like a you know it's it's obviously a very slow attraction it's an indoor attraction, right. um, but it's also an attraction where you're actively taking part just like at Tokyo Disney Sea to find these creatures. Except these creatures would be more recognizable than the ones that they created for the attraction over there. Okay, I like. Um, and then the uh, the last two are I would like a boat ride through a mythical world like uh, like Anthony was saying like a joke cruise uh with the creatures but he when he said I was I was thinking about maybe going venturing out to other continents that's what I would kind of like it's almost very jungle cruise just like he said um and I when he said it I was like yes I love this idea because I also had this idea of like you know maybe we do see creatures mythical creatures from Japan and um you know, we see mythical creatures from uh, Mexico and other South American creatures and from North America and from Australia and, like, all these different creatures that, like, you hear about in lore, but I, I think would be super fun to tie all together. And, like, and I'm definitely keeping it at creatures. Mm-hmm. Nothing, like, urban legend-y. More, like, creatures. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then finally, um, I went in Onward-themed Dark Ride because <laughs> I enjoyed Onward. <laughs> I enjoyed the movie. I want to get in um, Guinevere, Guinevere, and drive around and like see it and like I just I think it'd be fun and like it'd be a subland. We'd obviously have to have Manticore's Tavern, but I want the fun like Chuck E. Cheese type version where we can go do karaoke. <laughs> I absolutely. Uh, but those were those were basically my ideas for Beastly Kingdom. I focused a lot on attractions rather than overall theming. Um, but I, I, I think it'd be cool to, to, uh, to, to, to expand upon attractions. Animal Kingdom, mm-hmm. although, you know, I understand why it doesn't have as many attractions, I feel like it needs more. Uh, just a few. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be Magic Kingdom and ride after ride after ride after ride. It doesn't have to be that. Um, a lot of the attractions are going to see these animals. It's going to do these experiences. Um, and I'm, I'm totally here for that. But I think with Beast of the Kingdom, it, yeah, it, it lends itself to a very attraction-heavy land. And so, you know, those were my ideas. That's what I would do. Um, and we love Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I'm, I, I'll say this. <laughs> bef- uh, I've been replaying Roller Coaster Tycoon on my phone. <laughs> and so uh, it that's what really brought about that coaster idea with the three separate ones. Because I'm sitting there. And I'm building these coasters on Rocks Tycoon, and I will say I have improved way more than I was when I was like 10 playing this, or like however old I was <laughs> playing the original series. Um, but I just I think it'd be really mm-hmm. cool to bring attractions that 
we would not expect in a Disney park to a Disney park. Yeah. But still find a, you know, still find a way to Disneyfy it. <laughs> There's a way to theme roller coasters. You just have to be, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you just have to have There is. Those. I mean, Hagrid's exists. Right. Exactly. It, which is, it, Scott knows, which is why I will never step foot in the Six Flags <laughs> Park. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. We don't, we, we're not here for her. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, I'm also like, how do I theme it? And it not be a mountain. <laughs> that may be a little shade. Not a mountain. Like, what is another okay. theme that we can do for a coaster at Disney that's not, not a, a mountain? mountain. <laughs> but I mean, think right? of the big bucks you can make. That like now, every part all of their mountain, mountain merch to add a new mountain to it. I mean, that's everyone's true. gonna buy it. There, mythical mountain. And that and it it, it, it it encompasses the three coasters. Yeah, there there you go. So you have you have three at Magic Kingdom. You have two at Animal Kingdom. You have the Kingdom of Mountains. Oh, of course you got Mayday and a Gushmore. And it, it's oh, great. true, true, yeah. fair. Um, underrepresented mountains. Under underrepresented. Yeah, I don't know why they, <laughs> they, they, they need because a lot of people still like like in like Disney like Disney's official trivia will count them as mountains at Disney World, but they're on <laughs> none of the mountain merch, and it just you know what, <laughs> it's not mm-hmm. right, Justin. Like if you're gonna count them in like trivia and crap, then put them on a T-shirt. We call for justice. Of the Everyone's <laughs> sleeping on Blizzard Beach. It has such a cohesive storyline and stuff, and it is true. It's so good. It is. It was. I mean, like Typhoon Lagoon is also great, and it is probably the better water park. But I mean, like, just the story of Blizzard Beach is amazing. It's the most. It's so unique. In, in like, my it's opinion, it's not a tropical themed water it is, park. It is the most Eisner era thing Disney has ever done. It because, is, and I because, love it with all my heart. Because the whole the whole story is literally a bold concept that fell flat on itself, but they had to redo anyways just so they can like sell it to people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I have a question before we get into the very end of this episode. Does the Gator have a name? Uh, uh I think it's just Ice Gator at uh, Blizzard Beach, but a uh, Laguna Gator is the Typhoon Lagoon one. Thank you. I knew that you would be the person who knew that. They are, uh, I believe they're cousins. Like, I think they're actually, like, within the story, they're cousins, and they're related, like, in real life, or, like, story-wise, I guess. What? Okay, honestly, we need to talk about the stories of the, the Disney water parks more, because they're pretty yeah, good. Yeah, they're pretty I mean, good. They're kind of the same thing, where it's, um, a, like, a tourist destination gets ravaged by a storm, so they just turn it into a different type of tourist destination because of the storm. <laughs> Exactly, and I live for that. But I mean, it, it works. Um, I've only been to Blizzard <laughs> Beach once. I went like last year, and it's probably like one of my favorite water parks for story alone. Like, I think it's probably got the weakest selection of slides, but like the story is oh, just so definitely. good. Um, my boyfriend went to both water parks. I've been to neither. Um, so he has actually <laughs> been to more Disney World parks, quote unquote, than me. Um, but he can shut up. Um, <laughs> But he he told me that in the Lazy River at Blizzard Beach, there is um, there are sections where there are melting ice and the water is ice cold, and I'm here for that. Oh. I'm here for oh. that level of. I mean, here. like that that is true, and it's very. I hate that because it's because you're relaxing and then you get hit with cold water, because there's there's because you go into <laughs> a cave with melting ice and stuff. But uh, but uh, a lot of people don't talk about this, and it surprised me when I went. But uh, you actually go by the ice skater's house, and he's inside his house. 
like just chilling out in his house but whenever you go by his house like every couple of seconds or whatever he'll like get a sneeze and when he sneezes water will shoot out of his chimney and onto you <laughs> Love like that. like like a large amount of water will like shoot out the chimney and fall onto the people passing by in the river. Whenever I went, one of the sides was broken because it's like in a fork in the river or whatever. Yeah, so it's yeah. in the middle, and then one will go on one side and one will go on the other. So it kind of like splits out at the top, and one of the sides was broken. So like it was like I had to remember when I got up to the house. Oh, go on the left because that side's not working right. <laughs> because if you if you went to the right, you had like a bucket of cold water drop on you because of it. <laughs> Oh my the theming gosh, is really good at the park. So good. Oh my gosh, I love it. I live for that. Uh, I don't know how we got there, but I'm just so happy about it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's so good. I'm so excited about that. <laughs> okay, but we have come to another end. Oh no, we haven't. That was a fake out. I was. Were you paying attention? I thought you were. Good. A plus. Um, we we need to do plugs. Everybody needs to plug their stuff. So, um, uh, Rodney, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, Rocket Rods, but the O in Rocket is X because I'm quirky. Um, on... She's different. I'm different. On Twitter and Instagram. (laughs) And next month, I'm starting a podcast with my best friend called Spill Your Guts. Um, horror theme podcast talking about horror and theme parks so look out for that one I love that I'm so excited for that you're gonna be on it we're, 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 I know I know I was told <laughs> we will be contacted so, so catch me on spill your guts guys <laughs> oh my god <laughs> how about that um, I hate myself the um, you can find me that. on uh, Twitter. Uh, Chad, where can you find you? Nine nine nine, all one word, and also on Instagram with the same name. And I love mutuals, so let's be friends. Please oh. follow Chad. I love Chad so much. He's one of the funniest individuals. <laughs> Who oh, deserves God. way more hype just just as a person? Oh, like I don't. It's not even Disney thank related. You. Just as a person, <laughs> oh you are God. so they fun to be around, games, and I love way. you so much. <laughs> so, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that reminded me. Before, <gasps> before we go to Anthony, I need all three of you to know <laughs> that there is a Jenna Marbles slash Vine musical. <gasps> it is. Oh my God, it is stop. amazing, and Miss and Miss Keisha <laughs> has a whole song. My friend, it's so Why? good. It is so good. I'm gonna send it to all three of you so you can at least hear the Miss Keisha song. It's on Spotify, um, but you can also watch the full thing on um, on uh, YouTube. I think it's called uh, "Lost Their Marbles" or "Lost Her Marbles" or something like that. It's great. Um, <laughs> it, it's fantastic. So I'm just I'm plugging that for that person, uh, even though they're not here. <laughs> or I have no idea exists. But uh, Anthony, where can people find you? Uh, let's see. Uh, my handle on everything is the theme geek. So it's the underscore theme underscore geek. Um, I am on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Um, 
Yeah, I think I think that's all my stuff. So my Instagram has a lot of mac and cheese. My Twitter has a lot of restrooms, and my TikTok is mostly video games right now since the theme parks are closed and I can't make any more videos. I am saying this: you need to follow him on all three. Mac and cheese content <laughs> is worth every second of every day. It is amazing, and you are the only person I trust to get my mac and cheese. Um, like sources from i need to know where to go and you let me know thank you <laughs> and uh also i do want to say this since the first time we've talked in a very long time um since ultimate imagineer i think uh that towel on tiktok and if you guys have not seen the towel video you need to now it is the funniest thing i have ever seen in my entire life um also <laughs> for plugging specific tiktoks i made a lego batman movie one and it's not getting any love whatsoever and i, I worked really hard on it <laughs> go like the lego batman movie it's, one it's animal crossing but lego batman movie please watch it <laughs> i live uh and as for me you guys can follow me on twitter at scott 21 or look up dyslexic you can also follow me on instagram at dyslexic 96 and on tiktok at dyslexic um thank you guys for being here i'm so glad i had you on this is probably one of my favorite episodes for real right now because this has been so funny (laughs) um so thank you all i'm so glad i could have you on um (laughs) uh uh thank you uh to all of you have listened if you enjoyed this episode you can find all of season one and two of dyslexic and season one of ultimate imagineer which rodney and anthony both competed in um on all major podcast platforms including apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify stitcher etc and so on if you really really like this episode then share with your friends and family and give us a rating on your uh preferred podcast platform once again thank you all so so much for joining us stay safe stay healthy Wash your hands for 20 seconds. Sing happy birthday. Or Bye. Great tomorrow. That's what I do. Um, and I will see you all next week. 100 Bye. minutes. Bye. <laughs> okay. I'm, I, I know. But you know what? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll say this. We actually got through it a lot quicker than I thought we were. Really? Um, <laughs> okay. Because I've there have been times where I've there's been times I've had like three people on here and it's been like two hours long and I'm like how mac and cheese. It's like I asked you guys <laughs> what? like what your favorite food was and it's been two mac hours. and cheese. Let's go. <laughs> um, but before I let you go, I genuinely do sincerely thank you all for being here. Um. And when I said this is probably one of my favorite episodes, I'm legit serious. This has been one of the funniest and best and like most creative episodes I've had in a while. So I oh, really absolutely. appreciate it. Hey, you said um, that this it'll is, be out tomorrow. I didn't even I realize this is season three. And I hope you guys have a great night. Thank season you. Two. Oh, because I'm like, am I like total? Am I like the Delta work of season three? Though? Season two. <laughs> I kind yeah, of season two. that, but you know, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> season two okay it's oh i live for that but no this is uh season two well, i don't know maybe i am pandora i love that maybe. we got raven and jujube <laughs> thank you <laughs> yes you will speak so when are. i know i don't know who i am i'm tatiana um, <laughs> okay <laughs> And Friday stars. Yeah. Oh. You know what? I'll take it. I will. <laughs> yeah. Bye. <sighs>